Welcome to Mary's Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday and welcome back to each and every one of you all. We're going to go ahead and jump into tonight's show. But we want to thank you so much for joining us right here for another show of Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Now, you know, we have to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by our amazing sponsors. So first up, we have Helping Our Patriots Evolve. Hope is a space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. Hope offers encouragement for those who are searching for a place to connect. Let us be a supportive resource as you travel along your journey. Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource within your community or at your local veteran health administration. For more information, please visit their website at hopeveteranstrong.com. Then we have Christian Human Force slash inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you are into social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. And like always, before we really jump into the show, we like to open up with a word of prayer. So if you can please bow your head, if you can do safely, and let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come to you once again, dear God, just thanking you for your many blessings. Father God, we thank you for yet another day that you've given us to be before your people, dear God. We pray that on the day, dear God, that you've given us a rainbow word, Heavenly Father, that would go out to your people, Heavenly Father, that it would go and fall on good ground, Heavenly Father, and it would produce good fruit. Father God, we're just asking on the day that we pray for those individuals that are being tested and tried daily, Heavenly Father. We're still battling COVID, dear God. We're still dealing with issues with substance abuse on the day, dear God. We have individuals that are going through things in their mental uh, states, dear God, and mental behavior, dear God. Father God, we just ask on the day that your word would go forth and do exactly what it said that it would do, that it would not return to you void. Father, we're just praying that individuals are still doing your will and your way, that your word goes forth in the churches, that it comes outside of the four walls, that it touches the individuals on the street corner. It touches the individuals inside the, the four walls of their homes. It touches into the middle schools, the elementary schools, the high school, the college campuses, dear God, that it goes beyond the prison walls and permeates the hearts of men and women, dear God, and all individuals will have the opportunity to ask, what might I do to be saved? And they receive your Savior's they receive your goodness and they receive your mercy on the day, dear God. We're praying for individuals in hospitals and nursing homes, those in the hospitals, Heavenly Father, dealing with COVID and other sicknesses and diseases. We're praying for strength for the hospital workers, regardless of what that job may be, from the janitor all the way to the surgeon. And Father God, we're asking you to continue to give my wife and I rhema word to give to your people. Continue to uplift us. Continue to help us to not fall short of what you would have us to do, but you would keep us strengthened so that we may be able to strengthen your people through you. So Father, we thank you right now for everything that you've done and everything that you're yet going to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 And so we want to let you know that Marriage Mondays with the King's Foundation of Scripture is brought to you by, and it comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. 
And our motto is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. And we want to let you know the views expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This station holds no responsibility responsibility for the validity of or accuracy of information on this show. And please keep in mind that also we're a counseling professionals. The information shared on our show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters that desire to have a different knowledge of the topics discussed. No information is shared on our show based upon our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriages and families as God desires for us to minister. And so we want to let you know, last week, our show, we did go live. It was something that we didn't announce, um, but we just decided for that topic, we had to go live. That was a show that y'all needed to see our faces and how serious that we were with the topic. So if you missed it, that topic is um, who is going to take care of you if slash when? Who is going to take care of you if slash when? So if you missed it, please go to our website, marriagemondayswiththekings.com, select the Listen Here tab, and it is right there on our webpage at the top of the page. And as we go into this week's show, we're going to have a continuation from last week's show. Of course, my wife just said that today's topic, who is going to take care of you if, when, but today is part two. Yes. And so the question of the week that we have from last week, which continue on to this week, is why are people no longer preparing for their future? Again, why are people no longer preparing for their future? Let's get into this show on tonight. Definitely. And I think jumping right off into it, looking at our question of the day, I think a lot of individuals don't prepare for their future uh, just right off the bat. And I think we discussed this a little last week is most people just feel like they have time, mm -hmm. uh, especially yeah. a lot of individuals that may be younger. Uh, they may just be thinking that, hey, I'm young, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm strong. I don't think anything is going to happen to me. But we know um, in the world today, you just never know when mm -hmm. your time may be. So I believe that a little preparation goes a long way. And we should all be working towards that point where we're preparing for something. If it happens earlier than we expect, then maybe there's some things that are put in place that will help uh, prepare your loved ones for that. And if it happens later, then you've had more time to build up and be able to establish something for your family after you're gone. That is so true. So one of the things that we did is we asked you all last week if you had any comments or any things that you would like to share um, a certain way, you know, go to our website, contact us and things of that nature. What we wanted to do is read one on tonight um, that an individual shared with us before we really kind of get into tonight's show. And so this was sent to us from someone here in the great state of Texas. Um, and this is what the individual said. The only reason why my father had a casket was because our family was close to the family that owned the funeral home. My grandmother passed away this year. She didn't have a burial. I've been paying her bills for years and never thought about if she had insurance. My aunt passed away this year too. I was paying her bills and never asked if she had insurance. I wasn't the only family that lacked to stop and ask. Anyone of us could have made insurance payments. After watching your show, I called my fiance to tell her that I have a policy and that she is beneficiary of that policy. Generational wealth is a work in progress. 
I came from humble beginnings and just established a small network. Your show is an eye opener. So we want to thank the supporter for providing that comment. And that's the thing that we were kind of talking about last weekend. You know, we had to kind of cut it off because time got away from us because mm -hmm. the show got so good, right? But thinking about that, so who's going to take care of you? Um, one of the things that I wanted to look at was from the aspect of this, because we were talking about last week, if you happen to pass away, insurance, have you had the conversations with individuals? Because a lot of individuals, what you do and what we do as the people, it is just assume if something happened to me, you automatically have somebody in your mind that you think of that will automatically take care of you if something happened. But the, the thing is, have you had a conversation? Have you asked the questions? What does that look like? And that's if, you know, something happens, sickness happens and things of that nature. Um, but the thing is that I was thinking about, and I think it's very unfair and we're gonna keep it real as we always do on our show, is what we tend to do in most families when something happens to someone, whether it be someone needs to say a, a parent or parents passed away and hey, what we're going to do with these children, we don't want to split them up or illness falls on someone we've seen because of COVID, you know, especially cancer is running very prominent right now during this time. It's automatically assumed, but no conversation is had. What a lot of families kind of tend to do, which I think this is wrong, is they will automatically look at the family member who have it going on, quote unquote, who have been preparing for things like this, who have insurance set up, who has worked their um, backsides to the bone, you know, to make sure that them and their family have an amazing life. And that's not right. That's mm -hmm. not fair to just automatically assume that that family member or, oh, well, that, because they got it going on in the family and everybody else was living their best life and you only live once and all these different type things, but then it's automatically assumed that the responsibility will be pushed on that family member. That's not right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's not right. So I'm not going to take up all the time. What you got? No, I think you're absolutely right with that. And, and just like the, the viewer had said that sent the statement in, uh, you have to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. We have to get to that point where we're drawing the family together, uh, whoever those individuals may be, and just having that conversation and saying, this is what I would like to put in place. Because mm -hmm. the last thing that you want to do, as my wife was saying, was make an assumption. Right. Well, right. I just assume that you're my brother and I want you to take care of my kids if something happens. What if they're not set up to take care of yes, your children? Yes, that's the You know, that's that right. way everything gets answered and maybe you'll be better able to make an informed decision when mm -hmm. everything is put out there because the person, maybe they are able to do it and they just don't want to. Right. That, that's true. Yeah. That's and, and just, just having that conversation saying, if something should happen to me, this is what I would like to happen. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about? Are you willing to do this? And then if that be the case and they say yes, then you got to put things down on paper. Right, right. You got to oh put God. it down oh on paper. And, and I'm not going to jump off into that too early right now because I got a lot of other things that's going to coincide with that. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of individuals that I've seen as I've grown up in life, people have said things. And then when someone passes away, oh, well, my brother promised me this. Right. And if it right. ain't in that will, then guess what? It may not be happening depending on what state uh, that you are from. Right. So you always want to make sure you have things in paper and it's legal and it's binding and signed by witnesses and lawyers and stamped and everything of that nature. So to make sure that when that time comes, your things, the way that you want things to be set in place 
actually happen. Right, right. And see, even with that, as I was thinking about um, this show, I was thinking about being a caregiver. I want to talk about that for a yeah. minute. Um, so I was never in a place or I have not been in a place where I was 100% caregiver. I have worked in um, patient care. I have worked on the floor, the ward, you know, that's the terms that are generally used in patient care um, or inpatient, if you will. And I'm going to be honest with you. Even that is not easy when you're working in a hospital, thinking about a 12-hour shift, okay? Now, I just want to give a little snippet so you can kind of get the whole role. A 12-hour shift, you're going in there constantly, and what you do from a healthcare perspective is you, you're checking the blood pressure, you're checking, you know, vitals, you are making sure, oh, this is the last time they had the medication. Hey, when is the last time you went to the restroom? Okay, we got to get them up, take them to the restroom, different things like that. Now, imagine doing that for an adult 24 7 okay what uh, and I'm just gonna be honest when I say this we are not in our grandparents time let's just be honest mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is back in the day when you had grandfather who would go out and work and grandmother that would stay at home or whatever the case may be like I said in the last show you could make it off of one check mm -hmm. now you have both the husband and the wife who have to go to work just to be able to survive and make it so my thing is is and I want you to think about this real quick in the event that someone had to be a caregiver for you or your children okay like Kenya was saying are they financially able and set up to even provide for your extra children? Do they have children of their own? Just And a lot of people look at this too, and I think this is kind of irritating. I'm, I'm just speaking, it's a shame, you know, um, is that, oh, well, look at how their children are raised. Look at what they did with their children. Okay, I want them to take care of mine too. But are, see, see a married, I'm just going to say from a married couple perspective, me and my husband, we do what we need to do to take care of our children on a day-to-day -day basis. So if you are considering and it's in your mind that, hey, I want the kings to take care of my kids or whatever, can the kings be able to do that? I'm not trying to say it would be a necessary burden, but you haven't had the conversation with the kings. And then like Kenya was saying, like we said last show, like they taught us in the military, if it's not in black and white, it did not. It does not happen. It's not going to happen. I'm going to share this real quick. And I know my husband have some more things written down. It's a sad situation um, of a young lady. I'm sure uh, some of you all, you know, have seen this on social media, whatever the case may be. But I want to say in the last week, she, um, she did not only attempt, but completed suicide. Mm. And she had two young children. One of the statements that she made, and you can kind of um, see the, the things that she was posting that kind of led up to, you know, that, that I would think with some individuals would be like, hey, something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Some individuals even ask a young lady, hey, hey, do you need somebody to talk to? Whatever the case may be. But anyway, she took her own life. But one of the statements that she said is, I do not want the biological father of my children to raise my children. Now she put that on social media, okay? I'm not trying to highlight, you know, the young lady and her taking her life. I'm, I'm looking at the children that were left behind. She put this on social media, but my question would be, is that documented in black and white? Mm -hmm. 
was some paperwork stated, this is who I want, because some states, and that's what Kenya was saying, depending on the state that you're in, guess what they're going to automatically do? Those children are going to go to the other biological parent unless there is some reason why the children are not made to feel safe with that biological parent. So with that, we got to think about it. We're in times now, like I said, it's totally different. I'm not trying to damper anybody's heart. That is not our motive. We just want individuals to think. Just like the person who wrote in, let's just think. We're trying to get the wheels turning. It's preparation, not procrastination. Definitely. And I think something that we have to really, really focus in on right now, and I want everyone to really be able to hear my heart when I say this, we need to repair and restore relationships mm. repair and restore relationships especially within families mm -hmm. because so many families have been torn apart over the years off of craziness because somebody owed me ten dollars and they didn't pay or they said something to me a long time ago that made me upset so i've taken my family and kind of cut them off from that side of the family but then when something bad happens it's family that we often end up falling back on. Mm. So I think family need to restore, they need to repair, they need to mend things. And what they really need to do is come together once again and have those conversations after the repairing and the, uh, the um, uh, mending has taken place and say, this is what we need to do as a family. Mm. And lay things out, put it out there. Once again, get it on paper so that if something ever happens, it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think for a lot of individuals, and I just want to go down a quick list that I went over, the reason why some people don't prepare for their future when it comes towards death, if you will, um, some people keep putting it off. Mm. I'm going to get to it. I've got a little bit more time. Well, let me take care of this bill before I start getting life insurance. Let me do this, that, and other. There are a whole lot of people, as the old pastors used to say, resting in their grave right now because they were waiting until the right time. That's true. Right now is the time. In the midst of uh, everything that's going on with COVID, uh, we've got crime at all times, high with murder and mm -hmm. things of that nature. You just never know. Right. There is no time like the present. Even if you have to put $20 a month away, that's something that's getting the start that maybe once you plant that seed, it starts to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, we stated before, sometimes individuals have a hard time understanding uh, the concept of death and the preparation behind it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to deal with. It's a difficult process sometimes, mm -hmm. but sometimes when you don't have that knowledge, you need to get with individuals that do have that knowledge and let them lead and guide you. Maybe you get yourself a, a financial planner. You, you hire a lawyer that can help you in those cases. Mm -hmm. And then for a lot of individuals, they're not sure what to do, how to get started. So use those resources, find those resources, use those resources. And when it comes to life insurance policy, really be particular about what it is that you want. Right. Some individuals don't know where to get started. They don't know the insurance companies. They don't know how much they should get covered for. And that's what those life insurance uh, policy uh, um, agents, agencies and those uh, financial planners can help you with. They can take a look at what you have now, the bills you have, if you have a mortgage, if you have car payments and say, you're going to need this much if something happens to you that will cover that plus the funeral and things of that nature. That's true. That is definitely true. You know, I was sitting up thinking about it. Um, when Kenya and I first got married, <laughs> we didn't think about these things. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be real as we, you know, try to be um, transparent. We did not. I do not think it was until our oldest son was probably maybe seven 
something like that. The, the, the banking institution that mm-hmm. we were banking with has sent a letter in the mail and it had mentioned something about life insurance and coverage. And don't get me wrong, for those of you who served in the military, who currently serve, you know, there is coverage in a sense on you. You have health care that's provided for, mm-hmm. you have a policy, you know, in a sense per se, if something is to happen to you, but what about your children? Mm-hmm. That policy do not cover the children. So Kenya you know, I was sitting up thinking was like, wow, if something was to happen to one of our children, we don't have anything to cover them. We didn't have, at that time, our monies were not, we was living paycheck to paycheck, not mm-hmm. quite po-check to pay, po-check, and mm-hmm. we were both serving in the military. And so at that time, we said, you know what? We need to get some policies. Mm-hmm. So we had got extra policies on us, and then we got policies on our children to cover them in the event that something happened and we needed to have the service. So for those of you who are currently serving in the military, you are dual military, military spouses, whatever the case may be, because that's important as well. Once I got out of the military, my husband's still in, that policy from when I was in the military, see some, some spouses in the military, you don't notice, that policy did not continue with me. Once I got that good old DD-214, and for those who serve, you know what that is, I was out. So that means I needed some additional insurance on me. A lot of individuals are not thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And so I don't believe that God desires for us to procrastinate. I believe that God desires for us to prepare. It made me think about, and here I go with these analogies, my husband's usually the king analogies. But it made me think about a squirrel. What does a squirrel do? Yeah, they save up all their food. They take some, bury it for when the winter comes. Yes, Mm -hmm. so that way when the time comes, provisions have already been made. Mm -hmm. They can make it through the winter time. So I say that to say we, you know, going through certain situations is tough, but you can make it if you prepare. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to switch back over to my husband because I asked this question. (laughs) I asked this question right before we closed the show last week. Is it the church's responsibility to bury your loved one mm. or to take care of your loved one? We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, Go definitely. And, um, you know, for me, I, I've, I've heard a lot of people, I've had, actually had conversations with individuals that work offline, uh, different areas uh, in reference to this topic. And I remember at one point, uh, I heard a bunch of uh, individuals talking about it. And one particular individual was like, you know what, I'm going to try to do everything I can to set things up for my family. So that way, if something happens to me first, uh, they're going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some other individuals like, yeah, I'll get around to it. But, you know, then I had somebody who was like, you know what, I don't work hard all my life. I'm not just going to leave this for my family, this, that, and the other. They can work yeah. just as well, just as hard I as I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I can understand that to a point. You want individuals to work, but at the same time, you can't take it with you. What you going to do with it? True. So the best thing to do, in my opinion, and everyone has the free will and the right to do what they want to do, is do something to help someone else, you know, build a legacy. We hear about it all the times how you have these individuals who seem like they've lived pretty normal lives, you know, just went day by day, didn't have a lot of riches or fame. And then they didn't have kids or grandkids. Mm -hmm. And then once they passed away, they already had in their will that they've got a million dollars saved up and they wanted to go to underage youth who are having a hard time with blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's going to college funds and things of that nature. 
do something so where it can be able to bless somebody else if you don't have anyone to leave that to. Right. Uh, the other part about that is that, and we talked about it last week, is you're helping build that generational wealth. It may not even be within your family, but guess what? If you can leave a college fund to a child mm. and then they don't have to come out of their pocket to pay for uh, thousands upon thousands of dollars of bills when they when they graduate and then they make $15 an hour, but they can't pay back $150,000 student loan, mm. you're giving them a boost up. Maybe they'll turn around and do that for somebody else. See, we right. have to understand that once we start planting these seeds, that that seed is going to keep producing uh, fruit if we plant it in good ground and good mm -hmm. soil. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the biggest things. And the other thing we talked about, writing things down, getting attorneys, doing wills. Uh, I was, uh, when my wife was talking about our situation earlier, see, sometimes life happens. And that's what snaps you to that realization that we need to do something. We need to plan. And what had occurred with us is, you know, we were both in the military and now we are getting ready to potentially deploy and be in two different places. Mm -hmm. And so that factor that says, oh, y'all didn't plan for this. What are y'all going to do? We quickly had to get with legal that was on post and come up with a will. Yeah. We sat down and we talked about it. My wife would tell you, I was one of those individuals. I don't want to talk about that. I don't know when my time comes, when it comes, I'm, you know, it'll just be dealt with then. But I knew she was going to be covered in ways, but we didn't lay things all the way out. Right, right. So we got before legal. They said, what do you own? What do you have? How many kids do you have? Who do you want to take care of your kids? We went down the whole line yard. We start calling people, asking, hey, can you do this? Can yes. you do that? My wife was like, well, who are you going to call? I'm like, I'm the only one. I don't have brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. It's just me and my mom. So mom, can you do a part of this if this comes up? Yeah. And then we reverted back to her side of the family and some personal friends. Um, and, and we just got that thing worked out. But you know what it did for us? Even though that was an uncomfortable sit, uh, talk to have, mm -hmm. it put us in a better situation. It put us at ease that if something happened, we didn't have to worry about our kids being bounced around from house to house right. or be a Separated. ward of the state yes. and things of that nature. Yes. We knew that they were going to be in good hands. That's true. That is so true. And so I, I really love, you know, how Kenya was saying, you know, helping others. Um, we grew up. A lot of us grew up, again, going back to our grandparents as a reference, watching them helping to take care of others in a community. I know where my husband is from in East Texas, even like with my mother-in-law, something happens where someone passes away. Even if individuals cannot do a, a big, a whole lot, they would do a little. Mm -hmm. This one would make a couple of you know, uh, things for the meal after the loved one is buried, you know, they would kind of come together. A lot of the individuals where he's from have, um, they're older now, you know, so they probably can't do as much as they used to when they were younger. Now, flipping this real quick, going back to the question that I asked, is it the church's responsibility to take care of your loved one if something happens to your loved one? A lot of people will say yes. A lot of you are shaking your head yes. Um, there are, and you know, it's interesting, there are individuals who, and I'm not going to get too deep off into it because I don't want to start a debate. I've heard, let's say I've had a conversation just in this past week alone where individuals give and tithe faithfully to the church. And when something happened to their loved one, they think that they will be able to 
bury their loved one at the church and there's not a bill associated with it, you know? And so, like I said, I'm not getting deep up into it, but these are some of the conversations that ironically is coming to my mind as we're having this show. However, there are some individuals who honestly believe if I never even step foot up in a church and I go to the church just one day to say, hey, whatever the case may be, I'm having a hard time. That is your responsibility because that's what churches are for. Mm -hmm. My question is, where do we take responsibility in preparing for whatever the situation may be? We don't know what's going to come. Just like the word of God says, we do not know the day or the hour that Jesus is to return. Mm -hmm. That's New Testament, okay? Mm -hmm. We do not know. But not to say we can prepare for everything, but we can prepare for some things. Mm -hmm. What's going on in the 2021 that is irritating my entire soul is that you have individuals with a selfish mentality. Like Kenya said in the last show, well, I'm not going to be here if I happen to pass away. So whoever's left behind, they gonna have to deal with it. Um, or individuals that know, know not to go fund me, but that has been the latest trend for probably about the past five years or so that, oh, if I put it out there as a go fund me, then all these individuals um, will supposed to come together and they supposed to be here and do this for me. But ask yourself this, were you out there living your best life? Now, I ain't trying to count nobody's coins, but let's keep it real. How can you expect individuals who have been working as hard as they can? You don't know what's going on in anybody's house, but you see social media. Come on, somebody. Social media is so many people that are going on social media, making their life look fabulous. But soon as somebody passes away, you need go for me. You in every country around the world, your passport is stamped left and right. You probably didn't even have two nickels to rub together to even go on that vacation. But you're not thinking about what's going on inside the home, but what it looked like to everybody else outside the home, what your life should be. I had a conversation with someone this week and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about this. They were talking about the pandemic and they said, People don't realize that whole entire families have been wiped out due to just COVID alone, okay? And I was like, I didn't think about that. I've seen on social media where three or four family members in the same family have passed away in a little bit, one, two, three weeks a month. So that's the thing. It's time out for us to set up here and just assume that someone is going to take care. When Kenya was still in the military, when I got out, for those of you who remember Iraq, the first time everybody went down, I was working in a certain department in the government to where service members, when they got injured downrange, they would have to pass through my department. And that's what made me think, wait a minute, we got to prepare some things because reality, the potential of reality was right in front of my face. So we encourage you all to prepare. That's the only thing we're asking for you to do. It's time out for us to try to put the blame on everybody else for not being willing to take care of us. Can you say something that was so key? Yes. For example, I understand I'm a Christian. But at the same token, I know how much that I'm able to bear. I know the Lord won't put more on us than we can bear that scripture, but I know how much I'm able to bear. So thinking about caregiver, like I was saying earlier, right? I know, for example, I couldn't take care of a whole human adult 
and be lifting them and bathing them and doing all the things. Why? Because I have injury to my back from the military. Sometimes it's hard for me to even get out of the bed. See, this is what I want us to consider when it comes to those who you think should be taking care of you. When it comes to you automatically having this picture painted in your mind that this is who's going to take care of my children if something happened to me without having a conversation. We do not know the daily struggles that individuals deal with within their own life and within their own household. So let's stop assuming, let's stop procrastinating, and let's start planning. And definitely, I think that planning factor uh, is the big key. And like my wife was stating, there are a lot of individuals that they're just living day by day. Yes. They're going to live their best life right now. They got the thing going on now, what's called YOLO. You mm -hmm. only live once. Mm -hmm. so I'm going to go do all my bucket lists before I kick the bucket. Right, you know? right. But what happens when you do kick the bucket? So right. say, have you put anything aside for that? Mm -hmm. And so it's nothing wrong with having fun. It's nothing wrong with going out, doing self-care and enjoying yourself and vacations. You're working for that. Right. But make things better on your family members uh, when that time comes. Have mm -hmm. a little something in place. I've heard people say, I miss my brother. I miss my sister. She didn't have a lot, but she did do this. Mm -hmm. And that helped out a lot. Right. And so in the midst of doing all of this, uh, we also, we would be remiss to say, tell people to prepare and plan if we don't tell you some things that you should look out for and consider in the midst of that consideration process. Mm -hmm. So just a couple of things that I wrote down that I want to go over for people to consider when they're going through their planning process in preparation for death. Mm -hmm. uh, so that family members, loved ones, people left behind are, are kind of taken care of in a way. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I read, I did a little research and they said this, don't involve a lot of people in the planning process. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that initially, mm -hmm. when I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, you want to try to get as many people involved as you possibly can. So everyone knows. And what the individual was saying is that when you do that, there's more uh, of a chance for people to start fussing and fighting already right over your over things. your stuff <laughs> right. and you right there looking at it. right 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 mm -hmm. so you know they say pick a couple of people that you know that you can depend on get them with that lawyer when you draw that will up lay everything out there and what that does it, it doesn't create the drama it mm -hmm. doesn't create the stress it doesn't start the hatred that starts in the families and when it's already done by you and put in uh, a will they can't be mad at the brother because he's getting the car or he's getting the life insurance policy, whatever. That's what you wanted. Right, right. Which leads me to this other fact. We need to start learning how to honor those individuals that have gone on before us. Mm. If they had wishes and things that they wanted done, that's what they want. Right. Honor them. Right. It ain't right, about right. you. Mm -hmm. You get that opportunity when you plan for yours. Right. But all yeah. too often, we want to try to steer people in the direction of, well, if I'm going to be taking care of this, this is what I should get. Hmm. No, what the older individuals that are passing away and even younger individuals should get is what they wanted out of life and what they want their wishes to be. Hmm. The other thing that we have to take a look at is that uh, make sure you have the appropriate documents. Mm -hmm. See, once again, we said in some states, uh, even if you leave a um, will uh, about certain things, it really depends on the order of the family member that you are. Like for me, uh, when I was younger and I didn't have a uh, wife and kids, if something ever happened to me, I knew in my state it was going directly to my mom next to Ken. Mm -hmm. In some states, it's going to go to that spouse. If the spouse isn't there, it's going to go to the children. But if you want something specific to go to a certain individual, your money dispersed in a certain type of way, you need to put it in a will. Right. And in some states, depending on where you're at, 
the beneficiary from insurance policies and things of that nature will override the will. Mm, so you got to do true. your homework to see what it is that state requires and what they say and make sure that you do that. Uh, pre-planning for the funeral. Some people say it's a good thing to do. Some people say it don't. I think it's a good idea to sit down and say, look, let me put you all together. And I had someone tell me this before, and I know my wife has had conversations with people about this uh, as well. When you're sitting down making those funeral arrangements, it's hard to do, but you got to stay out of your emotions. Mm, true. Believe yeah. it or not, every funeral director uh, is not there for the family. Mm. They have money to make as well. Yeah. And so a lot of times they will play on that sympathy. Well, you know, you know who your mom was in the community. And, you know, I think if she goes out, you got to really give that tribute. But if you ain't got that tribute money, come on, you got to do what you got to do to take care of mom or whoever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So don't get in your emotions realizing or thinking I got to go in debt to prove that I love this individual. You should have proved that you love them before it got to that death point. Right, right, right. So be very aware of that. But sometimes preparing for the funeral, I've known people who have sat down and said, these are the songs that I want to play. This is the church that I want to be at. I already have a plot here. Uh, this is why I want to officiate the service if they're still here. Sometimes doing that takes the worry and the pain and makes it a little bit easier for those individuals that are planning. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a will now, go get a will. Right. Uh, get a lawyer. It may surprise you at how less it may cost if you do those things now. Mm -hmm. Because if you mess around, and pass away and then you have to get a lawyer after that those individuals left behind that family can lose out on a lot of money especially if you saved up stuff for them half of it can end up going to legal fees and things of that nature right. and then the other thing um in the midst of all this make sure once again you research your funeral homes mm -hmm. uh i've had i've seen cases where funeral homes didn't do everything that they say that they were going to do mm. uh, i was in a particular state uh at one time and um, there was a funeral that was going on for a soldier uh, that had passed away. And at the funeral, you could tell that things weren't done the correct way. Mm. You could just tell it. People that just drove up and was at the gravesite was like, what is going on? And so research your funeral homes. Like I say, every business is not going to always be legitimate. Some people are going to cut corners. And so this is the last remembrance you have of that individual the last thing you see before they enter that individual you want to make sure that things are done decent in order and things are right so research your funeral homes there are a lot of funeral homes that are family-based they've been in cities forever and a day but you also have to know that there are a lot of corporate funeral homes mm. corporate funeral homes which means they find they buy those family businesses and they leave the name there but they're all about getting that money there's just somebody way up here and down here they could care less what's going on. So make sure that you research those funeral homes to see if there's reviews out there. Talk to them. What is the process? Do I have to do this? Is this available to me? So that way you're able to make good informed decisions for what you're doing in reference to that loved one. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we had said in the last show and so true still in this one is have the conversations have the conversations. I know, for example, so we have five children. Our oldest, we have our oldest is a girl and our youngest is a girl. And we have three boys in between. Mm -hmm. So I've had conversation, for example, with my little sister to say, hey, you know, if something was to happen to me, because this is how I'm thinking, you know, we have a daughter, she's going into becoming a young lady. You know, there are some things you, you daddy, daughter. Yeah. Daddy's going to try to do the best they can. But however, when you have a woman is there to say, and so I looked at 
who our youngest daughter have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And those would be the ladies that I would want to still have a relationship with my daughter. Because let's be real, sometimes when things happen, people will show up out of the woodworks. I say this all the time. Everybody and their mama say they're going to be there for you. Like right when the incident happened, shortly, you give about two or three weeks. Six months later, you ain't got nobody that's there asking you, praying with you and doing all the things that they said that they was going to do. So have those conversations. I know Kenya and I have had conversations, him being an only child. Okay, him being an only child. Okay, Tom having what's happened to his mom, whether it be, you know, just care as she get older or, you know, on beyond that. We've had the conversation. A lot of people are not having these conversations. A lot of siblings in the family are just assuming, well, so-and-so is going to take care of mama. So-and-so going to take care of daddy, you know, when they get older. And that's not fair among siblings because real talk, there should be a conversation had where the responsibility is shared as much as possible. You know, not just jokers checking in, checking out, making everything look good. Mm -hmm. And so with your children, we wouldn't just leave our children anyway. You got to get to know the people that you really know the people that you're willing to leave your children with. Have that, what, ask, what do they believe in? Because me and my husband don't believe in a lot of stuff. You think we're just going to up and just, no, because we're raising them in a certain way way and so this is my thing I'm gonna ask you as parents I don't care if you're a single parent if you're married this is what I want you to consider when it comes to your children how would your children feel about staying with so-and-so that's good okay Mm -hmm. have the conversation with your children if they're old enough to have the conversation because one of the things that people think when it comes to children especially if they're more than one child is not wanting those children to be split up but baby these grandmamas these grandmothers are not like, again, how it was when we were growing up. A lot of grandmothers are out there working 70, 80, 90 years old to keep a roof over their head. So they can't sit here and be running behind a three-year-old. A lot of them don't even have the energy to do that. Mm-hmm. So let us get out of a place of selfishness and procrastination and really get into that place of preparation. I'm going to say this too. Seek God. Pray. <laughs> we don't know the day or the hour that anything may shift and change for our life. Pray and seek God and ask God, God, can you direct me? Even if you feel it's hard for you to have a conversation with somebody, God, can you direct this conversation? Who would be the best ones that if something was to happen to me as a single parent or even married, whatever the case may be, to take care of my children? This is the thing that we are asking. A lot of people are not going to take this show seriously because we are in a generation of we don't do nothing until it hit our, our front doorstep. Yeah. And then we want everybody to stop what they're doing and be here for us. But it'll be easier for everyone if that preparation is done. So please keep that in consideration. Definitely. And you guys know if you've been listening to us for a while, uh, I love to break things down from a analogy standpoint. Uh, so people can really get the, the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you go through life, I believe it's just been ingrained in some individuals that you always prepare for certain things. Right. A lot of times we prepare for everything else but our last days. Mm-hmm. Um, think about it. A lot of us own umbrellas because we think it may rain. Some of them keep them in the car because we don't know when it's going to rain, especially here in Central Texas. Mm-hmm. It pop out of nowhere. Right. Uh, we have flat tire 
uh, equipment that's in um, the, the trunk of the car or in your uh, truck or whatever. You've got the jack that's there. It's there just in case you need it. Uh, you have car insurance, you have home insurance. Uh, sometimes we even take out insurance on the gold and the jewelry and stuff that we we have. Mm -hmm. uh, we take the time enough that after this last uh, pandemic and the snowstorm that we have in Texas, people are going out and buying generators just right. in case, right, coolers right, right. just in case, extra blankets. We got um, somebody putting fireplaces in their homes and things of that nature, all in preparation in case something happens. Mm -hmm. But we can do all of that and prepare for that that we may not know happens and it may not happen, but we know death is imminent, but we don't prepare for it. Right. That. One day it's going to come. It's going to come whether we like it or not. Yeah. So why not prepare for that? Right. And, and we're saying this and, you know, people say if you repeat things five or six times, inevitably people start remembering. It. Right. It, it's all about building the legacy. Yeah. yeah. It's all about leaving the next generation something behind. And for so long in a lot of different ethnic uh, communities, it's always been taught, well, you just do what you got to do from day to day. And when that time comes, the community is going to rally and they're going to do that. But then you got your children and your grandchildren still starting at rock bottom. Mm. There's a reason why some ethnic, ethnic, ethnic groups, I'm sorry, have been able to build generational wealth. A lot of uh, people don't understand that. It didn't start with them. You started with a guy that was a farmer and had five acres. And then before he passed away, he was able to get 10, but then he left that to his uh, kids. And then right. the kids were able to get 20. And then when they left, they were able to, to pass that on to their, their kids. And now they've got 30. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, you wonder how some people end up with four or 500 acres. Mm. Generational wealth has got to be able to be passed down right and at what point did we really get that to understand that some of us are going to have to be in that moses predicament mm. we may have been in slavery and bondage with death and things of that nature but somebody's got to climb out right. somebody has to be able to lead the people out we may not see the promised land but guess what the children of israel will mm. And that's that selfish mentality that I think my wife was talking about. No, I want to be able to see it. I got to be able to get there. God even said, Moses, my servant is dead. Right. But guess what Moses had already done? He did what God had called him to do. And because of that, his people were able to flourish. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to get ourselves into a mindset of. God is going to cause us out of our Egypt at some point in time. And with that, are we going to be able to do what we've uh, the preparation it takes for our children so that when we're called, they can continue to go forth in the promised land after promised land after promised land. Mm -hmm. Somebody go miss that one right there. But you got to understand that when God blesses you, he doesn't give you an award. He gives you a reward. An award you get once. Reward means you do it over and over and over again. So can God continue to instill in you to be prepared and do the preparation so that when things come about, it keeps going over and over again. It keeps getting passed down from generation to generation for that generational wealth. Mm, preparation versus procrastination. Mm -hmm. Who's going to take care of you if and when? So with this topic, and for those of you who didn't, you know, watch the first show that we had or listen to the first show, this did come to us by way of an individual um, I actually happened to be having a conversation and, you know, with the individual and the individual said, this is a good topic. So look at the things, get to asking the questions. Um, my husband has an amazing resource and tool. We have about 10 minutes left in the mm -hmm. show that we can share and talk about from one of our past guests 
on the show. And I think this is an amazing idea in preparation to helping individuals to start thinking about the things that you would know. A lot of us don't know what we need to do in preparing. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't know what that may look like unless something happens. The amazing thing is that we as individuals could learn a lot from other people's journeys. Mm -hmm. Those who have been down that road, those who have been through it. You know, uh, this young lady, I haven't been through what she went through. And see, that's what used to happen back in the day. You didn't have to touch the stove to know that it was hot because somebody else would tell you, hey, be careful, that stove is hot. So that's something to, to keep in mind and consider, but I'll let my husband share this resource um, with you all as we prepare, you know, to start closing out the yeah, show. Definitely a really good resource. Uh, uh, maybe a year or so ago, uh, mm -hmm. we had two young ladies who uh, came on the show dead alive. They both lost their husbands unexpectedly. I mean, mm -hmm. just at, at a whim. And they both went through a lot. We definitely thank them for being able to be on the show and to share their experiences. But one of the young ladies uh, had, after she went through the things that she went through, she realized how hard it was. And she said, I don't want other individuals to go through what I did. Mm -hmm. And so she developed a book and the book is entitled The Handy Guide to Treasuring Your Life and Memories, mm -hmm. The Ultimate Plan A in a Box. Mm -hmm. And so basically what this is, it is a guide that walks individuals sure. through. Let's see, mm -hmm. go ahead. It walks individuals through the preparation aspect if an individual um, was to pass away. You lose that individual. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got how to do estate planning in there. It has to do things about your children and grandchildren. And so if you're interested in this particular book, please contact us through our social media or our, website. Go our website. Yeah, go to our website. To contact us tab. Contact us. And then we can tell you how to get in contact with this individual to get a copy of this. My wife and I, the minute she told us about that, as you see, we called her and said, we need a copy. Mm -hmm. uh, she was like, no, uh, I'm going to send you that. No, you put your we time and effort to it. Copy. We're yes. going to purchase the copy. Yes. And we did that. And we have this to help guide us through things to make sure that we're able to have things set in place, not only for our children, but our children's children as we go down the line. So ultimately, good guide. Uh, you need to grab a copy of that. If you don't know where to get started, this is a great place to get the base started. Right. And so even with that, um, <laughs> as you all hear, Kenya and I speak about being counseling professionals, uh, not only thinking about us and planning, you know, looking at that as a guide, but also for those of you who are, I would encourage mental health care professionals and that you um, see clients dealing with grief. Um, you can kind of relate to what we're speaking about when we say that. That may be a good resource and tool to add to your toolbox as you are assisting your clients going through the grief process. Um, so yes, we talked about grief. We also talked, spoke about, you know, caregiving. Please, we just want you all to think. That's the only thing that we are saying, you know, mm -hmm. in this show, we didn't want to try to cram everything into one 55, 59 minute session or whatever. Um, just prepare, please. You know, the world is not like it used to be where you had individuals that would just care for one another. Um, the world is a really selfish place. Mm 
And that is what the world is. The world is not of God. So we can't expect people to just come and just take care and just do and just love on and all the different things. The world is the world. So those who consider ourselves believers, those who consider ourselves to be ch uh, children of the most high God, I would think that we would prepare. I would think that uh, we would not be ones who, when an individual is, is contacting you and, hey, you know, would you be one? Would you consider? Be honest and say, yes, this is something that, hey, I find it an honor to be able, you know, God forbid something happened, whatever the case may be. But then at the same token, be honest. If you know you are not able to do it, mm -hmm. let them know. Don't just say yes to this and yeah, yeah, and you telling everybody you'll be that caregiver if they get ill and something happened and you got your whole house filled with five or six people. And I'm here to tell you right now, <laughs> Kenya can tell you as well, because she was in the medical field for a little bit. When you have to lift a whole adult, and if you don't lift and use the proper techniques, you will throw your entire back out. Okay, so don't commit to something that you know you are not able to do. Just be honest and say, hey, I love you. And you know, this shit, the way my back is set up, I wouldn't be able to do it. A lot of people's mindset now, I'm not worried about it. We'll just throw them in a nursing facility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is the thing. I want y'all to think about something. And I was thinking about this. When the pandemic was going on, you had short staff because staff was getting sick. Mm -hmm. You had COVID outbreaks throughout the facilities. You had facilities that their individuals, loved ones were there for years being cared for where the facility is like, hey, I'm sorry to inform you, but I need you to come pick up your loved one because we're no longer able to take care of him or her. Mm -hmm. And what do people do? They get mad at the facility. They're telling you that they are not safely able to be able to take care of your loved one. That's not something. Yeah, maybe part of your plan was to throw them in the nursing home and I'll pay that eight, nine, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a month, whatever it costs. I don't even know what it costs nowadays. But keep in mind what they teach us. I think we learned. Did we learn that in the military? You always got to have a plan B. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is your plan B looking like? So those are some things to kind of keep in mind. Yeah. And I think uh, the last thing that I'll just kind of end with, um, we know that everyone is different. We, we talk about and we deal with death in different uh, fashions. Or even caregiving preparation. And, and caregiving as well. Uh, mm -hmm. But once again, you got to have those conversations. They need to start as early as possible. Yes. And in doing so, like my wife said, be, be completely honest. Right. Uh, I have a really good friend of mine and me and him had a conversation. He said, King, man, I need to ask you something. He said, if something ever happens to me, can I depend on you to just look out for my family? He said, I got things set in place, this, that, and other, but mm -hmm. can you just look out for them to make sure nobody gets over on them? Look out for my kids. This, I said, bro, you didn't even have to ask me that. That, right. that That's a given. And I know we had the conversation. He would do the same thing he already uh, said for it. me. We've mm -hmm. already sat down and stated that, yeah. but also know that there are individuals that are out there. They're just looking to see what they can get in and what they can get yes. out. Yes. They're waiting for you to check They're out. Because so, they already talking about, yep, I'm going to get that car. I'm going to get that house. I'm going to yeah. get them suits, them shoes. And when it really comes down to family, this is what it all boils down to. You know, material possessions are material possessions. Right. But as Shan's grandmother says, you know, you can take all the material possessions you want to. 
uh, the government can take that away. Other people can steal that. People will take that and use it for their own benefit and means. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to memories, nobody can nobody take that can from you. So mm -hmm. when it comes to your family members, can we work on setting up memories? Right. So that when that time does come, you may have to be tired and worn out, taking care of legal issues and things of that nature in a sense, but you've still got those memories right. because the memories that you set up help me to be able to get through this process here. Right. So we want to let you all know that that is the show. <laughs> so part two of our show is now complete. It was brought to you by our sponsors, Hope, which is um, helping our patriots evolve. This is space for all veterans and their loved ones to come and feel like they're accepted and understood. Veterans around the globe suffer every day from a pain they cannot escape. And Hope offers encouragement to those who are searching for a place to connect. Now, Hope is not for mental health services. For that, you will have to find a supportive mental health resource um, within your community or at your local Veteran Health Administration, please go to their website at HopeVeteranStrong.com. Next up, we have Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. This is a group that is designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. If you're on the social media, please check them out simply by going to search them on Facebook at Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Prolific moves start here with Prolific Realty. Visit their website at prolificrealtors.com or call Alexis White at 254-702-5332. Like we always say, if you have any topics such as this one <laughs> that you desire to be discussed, if you have any marriage questions, questions being single, engaged, whatever the case may be, um, please visit our website using the Contact Us tab. What we try to do, and the reason why we keep telling everybody to go to our website is because we have so many platforms and we don't want anybody mad because we know we're streamlining it. So please go to the Contact Us tab at marriagemondayswiththekings.com. Join us back next Monday, November the 1st, as we discuss when the world tries to make marriage shameful. Mm. What y'all think about that? When the world tries to make marriage shameful, it's sure looking that way. So anywho, thank you so much for joining us. And we will be back with you next Monday. And as always, keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM, The, the Rock. Rock.